Welcome to Breaking Barriers. You know your path. We know the obstacles. And we can teach you how to tear them down. And now your host, CEO and founder of Adapting Social, John Vigero. Guys, welcome back to Breaking Barriers. With me today, we have Jordan. Um, I'm really excited to have you on, man. Literally just looking into you and looking at what you're innovating in that space. It resonates so hard with me because growing up with cystic acne and having acne my entire life, when I saw that, I was like, dude, this guy is the fucking man. Um, uh, I'm with you. Thanks for having me on. I mean, I don't know if you know the backstory, but that's how we started, right? Suffered from bad skin. Yes. And learned about the link between your pillowcase and acne, right? Yeah. So, so for people who are like, who, you know, who's Jordan? What do you do? G- give us a quick high level. Yeah. So founder, CEO of a company called New Fabrics. Our mission is to embed medicine into clothing. So instead mm. of having to take a pill or use a cream or a patch, what if you could just get dressed? And so we've mm. created this new category that we call healthwear. So instead of buying a garment on color or size or brand, it's what health benefit do you want from your garment? We all get dressed every single morning. Right, right. Listen, honestly, dude, it's genius. And and for everybody out there uh, that, that's a follower, um, and and Jordan, one thing too, I know Jordan, uh, you know, is obviously a first time guest. You know, we have people. You know, we're celebrating. Actually, we uh, adapted. Um, sorry, not adapted. Social is my agency. Um, breaking barriers, better yet. Um, you know, we are officially we have listeners in ninety six countries and uh, yeah, three thousand uh 50 cities around the us um so super pumped but for people out there obviously maybe it's your first time listening um you know one of the things that is big with me that i always talk about on the podcast is just growing up you know i had bad anxiety and i always had bad acne those are the two things were always consistent growing up for me so when you know anybody who's listening to this that has that this is definitely something to check out um but so you know going back to what you said so you know, growing up, obviously you had some acne. Uh, you know, you got curious about this, but you mentioned something about. I saw this online. You mentioned something about. Um, you noticed that the your pillow um, was a was a, let's call it an inhibitor for acne. Can you talk a little more about that science? Like, what what is that? Like, how like how the fuck is that have anything to do with uh, getting acne for people who don't know? Yeah, that was that was my comment. Right, is suffered from bad skin. Went to the dermatologist and he said, your pillow is causing your acne, right? And so dirt and oil as you sleep builds up on your pillowcase. Right. And the solution that he proposed was, all right, you got to wash your pillowcase two to three times a week, which at the time as a college age male was absolutely not going to happen. <laughs> Listen, that's not happening for most people right now, George. <laughs> no, no we're, we're 10 years later, still not going to happen, right? Yep. Uh, but, but that's what really got me thinking about how do you create a benefit from a garment or fabric Right. Something that contacts your skin all day, every day, right? right. So teamed up with a couple of folks, moved out to Carolinas to be in the heart of textile manufacturing and ultimately have pioneered this category of putting medicine in clothing. There we go. Where are you from? Grew up in Arizona, in Tucson, um, and then went to school out in Seattle and came out to North Carolina. This is where most U.S. made garments are made in the Carolinas, and so it's where it made sense to set up shop. That's awesome, man. Being from Arizona, especially where you're from, are you a golfer? I'm a very bad golfer. I'm more of a uh, drink, drinking on the golf course kind That's of me. That's me. That's <laughs> me. I love it. I love it. And mini golf. I, I can play a mean game of mini golf. Don't mini golf is different, right? But that's where you and I could probably fuck some people up in mini golf. I don't know about <laughs> Yeah. But sorry, so this is awesome, man. So what So what I want to what I want to dive into a bit. So we, we always ask fans, you know, to, to send us some questions for our guests. And 
So a few questions that we got, you know, uh, essentially was around the premise of like, what, what inspired you to start thinking this way, right? Like, do, do you have some sort of degree in engineering or, or, or doctor or like, oh, what made yeah. you think about like, yeah, what made you think about like, let me put medicine in clothing or yeah, like, I was, lazy. I was, I was lazy and didn't want to reapply a cream three times right. a day to my face. Right. Like, why can't I just sleep and get better? My right. degree is in political science and human rights, absolutely right. unrelated to anything medically challenged, but what I really have this passion for is entrepreneurship, right? And, and building and creating. And so that's where stall started. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, it's, it's interesting because a lot of times with entrepreneurs, like, you know, you wind up doing the complete opposite of what you normally are supposed to or like going against the grain. And it's interesting, political science to, you know, doing this field. So you started this in 2011? I did in college, but I remember even earlier than that, always having a passion for entrepreneurship, trying to sell quite literally everything in my parents' house at garage sales and lemonade stands and just knew that was where I wanted to go. So I wanted to start a business, um, but ultimately that's what I got my degree in because it was interesting. That's awesome. So what has been like your biggest challenge in, in business, right? Let's talk about like from the, from the start, right? So you have this great idea. Um, now talk, talk to us a little bit about like what, what was like the journey? How did, how did this idea start to come to fruition? What was like the first beginning stages for you? Oh yeah, where, where to start from a challenge perspective? There are so many, uh, but first things first, right? How do we actually get a product made, right? Does this technology exist on the market? And so I actually flew to Guangzhou in China and mm. tried to look at what technology existed. And so I'll take you on an, on an aside, right? But was on Alibaba and using sort of a chat function and assumed when I showed up there that everyone would speak English, naively mm. so, and got there and it was all being copied and pasted. And so we looked at each other in a conference room and like no one could communicate. <laughs> uh, so needless to say, some some lessons learned very, very quickly there. But we tried to find what technology existed on the market and ultimately couldn't find a solution. Um, and we could never find a, a technology that could deliver a consistent dose through wash cycles. And then so we really went back to the drawing board and spent the next five years actually developing this technology here in the U.S. to solve this need of delivering medicine through clothing. Right. So you think about a lot of the challenges, right? Capital, very, very easy one. I think we sit at the intersection of drug delivery and textiles. And so if mm -hmm. I were to pick two industries to combine, it would absolutely not be those two, right? <laughs> they, they, they all have, they both have very unique challenges, right? Like drug delivery, you have a regulatory component. It has to be consistent release. It has to withstand wash cycles. And then you combine that with a textile that has to be comfortable, wick away moisture, right? Stretch, be knit at high speeds. And you stick these two things together, it's very different skill sets and very different expertise that not a lot of companies have. Um, I use the analogy, right, of a bottle of aspirin, right? Like if, if that bottle is supposed to have 100 pills and shows up with 73, right? You got a big problem. Yep. In traditional textiles, you get a little too much white or black yarn in a t-shirt, nobody cares. Right. And so we've had to rethink that entire supply chain and that is uh, taking us a long time. Wow. And now are you are you the primary founder of a co-founder? No, I, I'm the founder. Nice, man. Yeah. Very cool. So what, what's been your biggest, has there been a, a moment where, you know, your company has been near death? Like you've ever had that experience yet or, or, or no? Oh, I think that experience happens a lot throughout the years, right? Like er, early days, every day is near death when you have yeah. zero dollars in the bank. Right. <laughs> right. right. So, I mean, it's it's quite literally we're fortunate to have some early sort of friends and family investors, but it's, hey, we've got 
zero dollars in the bank, not taking a paycheck, right? Trying to right. figure out how you can pay vendors or how you can get products made. I think I certainly lived that for for a couple years early stage. I think I think it's good for the business for the most part, right? Of like you gotta conserve every last dollar, and and you right. got to hustle. And I think it creates, I think it creates a culture that hopefully we can carry on and have carried on throughout the business growth. Yeah, you've been listen. So 2011, man. I mean, as you said even earlier than that, like. You've been around. You've been around for quite some time. Obviously, most businesses fail in the first, you know, year to two, maybe even four years. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you're, you know, you're making moves. You're doing big things. Um, what advice, Jordan, would you give to yourself if you can go back to 2011 era area? Um, and knowing what you know now, what advice would you give yourself? <laughs> the the candid answer, <laughs> and someone asked me this the other day, is actually I don't know that I would tell myself anything. Mm. I think if I knew how long and how hard it would be to get here, I don't know that I would have gotten here. Ah. Um, and and I and I really think like we spent seven or eight years before we even got a product to market, right? Like you think mm -hmm. about how long that is every day, right? Of course, I'm like, ah, it's just another month, just another month. If if I really knew, hey, it's gonna take ten years to get here, uh, I I don't know, right? I think it would have it would have changed my my mentality a little bit. Um, maybe I would have told myself, hey, pick two two industries that are easier to combine, or create a, a simpler category to create. Um, but I think one one of the things for me that that I really like from a advice perspective is getting to know. Everyone everyone teaches you how to get to yes. Right. Really how to get to know, especially on the capital raise. I can't tell you how many investors we've talked to where you take twenty meetings, thirty meetings, and then oh, you think this next one they're going to raise capital. I've, I'm now I'm like, tell me in ten minutes whether this is a fit or not, and we can both move on. Yeah, that's actually really helped streamline and get to decisions faster across partners too, right? Like right. I think things tend to drag out so much longer than they should to the detriment of both sides. Just make a decision and move on, right? No is fine. No tells me something. Yeah. Right. It's definitive, so I can move on. Yeah, and, so, I, and I learned something, right? I'll go to the next group that's a better fit. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So what if, like, so So I, I think one of the things I was get curious with, with entrepreneurs, I like to ask the question is, so what does it look like for you in terms of like do you have like a like some sort of like different unique or uniquely to you routine that you set your morning up with any rituals any any evening rituals you set your your next day up for success morning up for success like do you have anything like that whether it's like reading worrying out whatever like the typical like stuff that entrepreneurs do like is there anything normal for you that you do like that i'm a big believer in sort of constant learning and evolution and what that means is i actually don't really have any set routines to me I like learning and evolving and figuring out what works and what doesn't. Right. I mean, give an example. Like I used to take all my notes on paper. Like right. literally last week I bought this remarkable notepad that's so much better. And now I can actually type up my notes for me and send them directly to people. And well, so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's how can you keep learning and evolving routines? I'm actually like that sadly to say for the gym too. I'd love to say that I'm the person that goes to the gym every morning at 4am, but that is not <laughs> me. Right? Like my, my routine is I actually like sleep. Right. Like, I feel like I can't function without getting eight hours of sleep um, and I'll tend to work more in the evening hours. Yeah. But so you're so you're a night owl. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm definitely a, a night owl, but I've, I've tried the hey, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to work, 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 work. And I still do that sometimes. But I've actually learned that it makes me feel a lot less productive the next day, even if I worked more hours. And right. so it, it all comes at a cost. So for me, it's really how can I keep learning and growing? The thing I've tried to do poorly is set critical thinking blocks where I've just right. disconnected from technology. Um, turn off my phone, right? Turn off my computer. I did a, have this stupid example of like, I literally have 
jars on my desk of like, I'll put a dollar in or take a dollar out whenever I do it. I still mm -hmm. can't even get myself to do it. But, but when I do, right, I'm like, it's really valuable to just sit and think. And, and my role has continued to evolve as the company has grown. Like my role is to set strategic vision, set priorities, build a category, right? And I can't do that responding to 3000 emails a day, right? Because that's not what the company needs me to be doing. Right. I gotta say one thing. So for people listening in right now, I think it's so important to, to listen to what Jordan just said earlier about even just about sleep and not going to the gym or being a person like before AM and, um, you know, we all we all find ourselves. You know, when I when I started my my first company, Adapting Social, um, I was seventeen. You know, I was uh, I was in high school, and you know, I looked up to so many different people like Tony Robbins or Steve Jobs yeah. or whoever. And you know, you wanna you wanna kind of almost like mimic what they're doing. You feel like that's like what you should be doing. So whether it's like you look at Tony Robbins, who wakes up at like four or five a.m. He jumps in a in a cold plunge pool um, <laughs> at fifty seven degrees exactly. And he does XYZ after and does all these different, you know, rituals and, and uh, you know, so it's like you look at that and it's so, I think it's so powerful to to almost like have your own thing, right? Like everybody's bodies, everybody's minds, everybody's lives is so different. Um, so I, I really respect and appreciate you coming on and, and being real about that because there's so many people that I know probably come on that are like, yeah, I wake up at, at 3 a.m. and I fucking you know, eat nails for breakfast. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, you know, at the end of the day, the people like yourself and you know, we're, we're, we're just people, right? So like whatever works for us, works for us. And as long as you're fucking grinding your face off when it comes to the things you need to be doing, whether it's the boring stuff or, or the stuff that matters um, in your business, you know, uh, whether it's working at middle of the night or early in the day or midday, whatever, you know, it, whatever works for you is what's driving your company. So understanding that everybody's listening, I think that's important to identify. A hundred percent. And I tried that, right? Like I listened to all those books and those audio books, right? And I'm like, Ooh, I'm gonna try this. Right. And like, you, you eventually get this list of like, all right, from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. I have to be in a cold plunge pool. I have to eat Wheaties. I have to eat nails, right? Like, <laughs> could, could never do it, right? And it just right. didn't work for me. And then I think your point is valid, right? If there's there's just things genetically that work for me that probably don't work for someone else and vice versa. And I get, I'm way more productive in the afternoon than I am in the morning. That's just how I am, right? right. And so I built my schedule around that. And I think that's that's key, right? Because it's just everyone is not like that. It's not a one size fits all model here. Absolutely. Um, now, so how is it for you in terms of so now you have this product? Let's just say earlier days you got this product. Now you know it took you years and years to test it, get it to market. Great. Now we're obviously you over the time also got friends and family funding and then funding whatever. So yeah. what's it been like for you in terms of the 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 market responding to your product like how how what did you do in terms of testing and built and branding and marketing and like you know what was that like for you in order to get the get it to stick essentially <laughs> i feel like i'm not a good good example because we've done everything almost backwards from what <laughs> they, they tell you to do so i had a friend that was a buyer at walmart and said hey you want to meet i'm like yeah sure so i met with uh a buyer at walmart and in two minutes he goes i get it there's this huge correlation between people buying braces and pain creams. Why not put the two things together? And so quite literally our first customer was every Walmart store. They didn't wow. even, they didn't even run a test. Wow. Right. And so now it's all right. We've gone from selling zero widgets to how do we make millions of these things? And so we actually launched retail well before we even did e-commerce. So right. started Walmart, then it went to CVS and Walgreens and Target. And then we launched online and then we launched Amazon. And so uh -huh. we, didn't, we didn't necessarily even have, I'd like to say that it was sort of this 
incredible strategy we put together, but it wasn't. Right? <laughs> at that point, you're trying to sell to whomever's going to take the product. Totally. Yeah, totally. but that, that's where we started and it ended up working great, right? And the consumer response was very positive. Um, but that's been an evolution over time. And I think one of the great lessons I've learned as entrepreneurship is like, everything does not go according to plan ever. Um, you got to take, take it as it lies, right? In that case, if the largest account wants your products, you're absolutely going to say yes to that. Right. And you're going to figure out how to make that work and how to keep grinding away to make that account successful. Right. What, what's so interesting too, though. So you also have something um, that you sell in terms of pain relief. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So our, our core products are in essence, taking a topical analgesic pain reliever. So think about Icy Hot, Tiger Balm, Biofreeze um, and delivering that through garments. So what we've done is we've actually delivered that through a knee sleeve, an ankle sleeve, a back brace, right? So our core technology enables us to put medicine in clothing. So think about like pixels on a screen. With that precision, you can actually pinpoint where each yarn goes in the garment. And so in the case of a sock, you can actually put pain relief just in the ankle or just in the toes or wherever you need it. And then that lasts for 15 plus wash cycles. Wow. So instead of having to apply a cream three or four times a day, Right, it's sticky, it's messy, it's gooey. Right. Because you just get dressed, which you were gonna do already. Right. So it's so powerful. I, I love how I love how simplistic you make it sound. Just put your clothes on, but behind it, like you're freaking putting medicine and threads and fucking all this crazy cool technology stuff. So um it's it's awesome. Oh, I, I assure you our first elevator pitch was like 18 minutes long, and people are like, What are you talking about? I'm like, <laughs> no, like we put medicine and clothing now. I'm like, okay, I got it. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> All right, like it. Everybody else, fuck off. Yeah, um, new category. Got it. <laughs> so, all right. So, as we get close to the end here, man, I wanna, I, I like to ask uh, two difficult questions, right? So, one is, one is harder, one is, is medium, medium hard. Okay. Right? So, which one, which one you wanna go with first? Oh, we definitely wanna go with hard first. Okay, love it. And it's all downhill after that. I love it. Every, you know what? So, what I love about this though is that everybody that has been on my podcast to date since I've been asking these two questions for over a year has both, they're all entrepreneurs and not one person has said, let's go the easy route first, which I love. So <laughs> at least that's consistent. Yeah, um, but okay, so most people, you know, when it comes to legacy, Jordan, a lot of times people think about, you know, and speaking of legacy, right, on this podcast, um, you know, we're actually, you know, this podcast is, is being recorded the day that Queen Elizabeth died. Yeah. Um, wild. Um, so, speaking, so speaking of legacy, right, um, you know, a lot of times we look at legacy from like where we are today, and then like where our feet are today and onward, right? Like who we want to become, what we want to accomplish, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I like to reverse engineer this and think about the one thing that will surpass you, your children, your grandchildren, and, and so on and so forth. And that's your your gravestone, right? So if you were making that today, what would that headstone read? Ooh, good question. So I think one of the biggest things that we're trying to accomplish is solving patient compliance. Mm -hmm. It is literally the biggest cost and the biggest expense in modern health and wellness. It's a hundred million dollar plus issue, right? We don't take pills. We don't use creams. We get sick when we shouldn't have to, right? Like I'm a perfect example. Stop taking antibiotics the second I feel better, right? right. And then I have to go take antibiotics again. And it, it quite literally, there's a quote that I love from the Mayo Clinic that actually said, increasing compliance will actually have a bigger impact on health and wellness treatments than any new innovations in medicine. And, and, wow. and to me, that's super powerful. And, and that's the biggest thing of what we're solving for. 
is, is patient right. compliance. And so if we can help people get better, stay healthier, right, solve their health and wellness outcomes, that's a legacy I want to leave behind, right? Mm. My gravestone's going to be solve patient compliance. <laughs> Period. Yeah, that's, it. that's what I want. And then secondly, has there been any quotes or adages that have that over you know over the years have resonated with you that have helped you as it pertains to like business entrepreneurship, tough times? Um, it could be a Jordan original or something you've seen or picked up or borrowed. So many. I, I really like the one, and I don't know where it came from, um, of imagine sort of entrepreneurship as you're floating in an ocean and there's a bunch of these floating buoys out in the ocean and sort of all you can do is swim to the next buoy. Right, like you can see beyond that, and you're like, I uh, just got to make it here. And then from there, suddenly your perception changes, right? Right. And I can't tell you how many times it's been that one email or that one LinkedIn message where it, like it seemed insignificant, and then all these doors opened, right? Or, or mm -hmm. all this direction changed. And so I, I really like that one. Um, and then I've got one other one for you that actually came from one of my business mentors. Um, that's imagining your job as a conveyor belt. And so it's literally your your day all day is you you're a conveyor belt operator and all you do is take one problem take it from the conveyor belt and move it off the conveyor belt and so right. oftentimes it can be super overwhelming there's 10 things going on 20 things going on and i i struggle with that but if if i've created this simple framework of like all i can do is solve one problem at a time comes on the conveyor belt i solve it throw it off move to the next one sort of mm -hmm. rinse and repeat and, and and that's my job in a nutshell right it's it's solving problems for people in the market and, and that's really changed my perception. I love both of those a lot, actually. Yeah, um, next, free, free of charge, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually really love that, man. And I love the first one. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big boater, and also used to be yeah. a lifeguard. So the buoy example is so powerful because I think, you know, it, it's it it really helps you understand that. Like sometimes you feel helpless, like you're just like you know, you're just treading in water sometimes. But then like you see something in the distance, and you swim to it, and like. It feels like you're never going to get to it <laughs> when you get there. It gives you the confidence for the next movie. So I fucking love that, man. That's awesome. Um, so for people that are listening in, man, where can this is where you plug yourself? Where can they find you? Where they can find you know new fabrics? Like just tell them where they can find and connect with you and, and find product. Yeah, check us out, newfabrics.com. It's N-U-F-A-B-R-X. Or check us out in Target, Walmart, Walgreens, CVS at a retail store near you in the pharmacy section. And I'm always happy to connect with entrepreneurs doing cool stuff. So uh, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, just at Jordan Schindler. Love it, man. Jordan, you're, you're, you're the man. Uh, I always say that, you know, time is the asset, you know, the one asset we don't get back. So, you know, you're spending it here with us today, adding value, talking about your journey really means the world to us. So thank you so much, man. Appreciate you having me on. It was fun. Thanks, John. Absolutely, brother. Thank you.